Hello, friends, and welcome to the Monday Show 24. I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, how's this Monday been treating you? Good, good, actually. Uh, getting really, really caught up on my games and uh, putting a lot of time into Walking Dead and um, listening to people say that they're getting bored with it, even though, like I was telling you, I, uh, you know, even though I like chocolate cake, I don't eat it every day because um, I would hate chocolate cake. So maybe lay off the chocolate cake and you'll enjoy it a little bit more. That's all I got to say. Yeah, but yeah, man. If if the chocolate cake's starting to get stale, have a cheeseburger, brother. Yeah. I bet that cake will taste better tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, no. Other than that, I'm doing good. Yeah, man. Me too. Uh, I can kind of echo your sentiment a little bit. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily caught up so much because my backlog's still what it ever was, but my priorities are are shifting to where uh, there's really only one or two things that I want to play now, and I have time to play those. So I'm content. So my backlog's still there, but my level of contentment has gone up since Saints and Sinners came out. Yeah, I guess I should clarify that as well. My backlog is still way stacked, but um, exactly that. I don't, I don't feel like I have that schizophrenic feeling like I should be playing something else. Um, I'm able to focus on what I want. And then what was cool is uh, getting to check out some of these... Um, these free experiences that we we delved in this week right uh it was a couple of them i didn't even know were as good as they are yeah it was cool because you know we do the monday show and we always talk about what we've been playing what we've been doing and many times uh we kind of pick what we want to play with the show in mind like we're thinking all right we could play this i want to play it anyway and it would do good on the show but the Every now and then we have these weeks where everything just kind of lines up on its own, where we just happen to be checking things out and it just lines up perfectly for a show. And I feel like this week was kind of one of those weeks. We had a few similar things that were related that we just happened to be checking out. And when it was all said and done, it was like, hey, you know, we should talk about it. This kind of would make a good show, right? Yeah, just kind of, like you said, fell into place and... um you know, I, I guess we can start with, um, with, uh, big screen cinema. Um, you know, I went into a, a 3d movie this weekend and, uh, I was actually, uh, very blown away as far as how good it was. Um, and, uh, the obviously $5 for the 3d, but the 3d effects, man, they, it literally looked like at, at times the the table or whatever it was, was literally jutting out of the, the, the screen. Right. And then like the particles or the just different things would look like they were falling in the movie theater. And um, what really blew me away is all the different environments, you know, uh, stadium movie theater, you know, you could watch it in so many different ways. I don't know, man. I think that this people aren't giving this uh, whole cinema thing enough attention um, because I think people need to get in there to buy these tickets so that we can get the, the mainstream videos or uh, movies. Um, at the same time as they come out, that's when it'll really take off. Yeah, that's kind of the thing here, right? And, and we're gonna, something we're going to continually come back to through throughout the segment today is when you're you're in these experiences and you're trying to to judge them on their merit, you're also kind of judging them in the uh, in the idea of what they could be. You know, this is what it is, but at the same time, in a perfect world with x y and z 
it could be so much better. And I think that's very much the the thing here. I checked out the big screen cinema. I didn't go so far as to buy a ticket, but I did go and watch all of the trailers in 3D. And literally the whole time, I'm just thinking, man, this would be so cool if like the new Star Wars movie was in here and I could buy a ticket for it. Or uh, the new Terminator was in here and I could buy a ticket for it. Um, so, so yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I agree the, the, the 3d and the quality level while not yet perfect is certainly good enough to, to sit there and enjoy. And at least for someone like me, the virtual cinema experience is far preferable than getting in my car and having to go to the actual cinema and dealing with the people and the noise, just everything about it. And I, you know, if you can do it, coronavirus, coronavirus, you know, or just some uh, person virus that has just been a douche. Um, but no, wouldn't it? Uh, w would you really be all that surprised if we came to find out that the coronavirus actually came from that butter stuff that they put on the popcorn? <laughs> I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised at the same time because I don't know what that butter is. I'm hoping it's real butter, but uh, something tells me it's butter. not. Yeah, it's butter. <laughs> uh, but no, I um, I definitely, I, I think it, I agree. I think that this is um something that is really good something that people if they could get i would go in there if i could buy a ticket instead of going out to the movies um hands down and then uh i take for or i think probably both of us or anybody that lives in a developed country and i was thinking about this the other day like what if somebody lives in africa or something man they've never been to a movie theater or anywhere um or you just maybe you just don't really have much money and you can't go to a movie theater um you know, I'm looking around in this, some of these elaborate stadium movie theaters and really cool looking places. And I'm thinking, man, if I, if I didn't have access to a real movie theater, this would be so cool. And, um, I just think there's a lot of different, uh, ways to look at it. And if we can get the mainstream, uh, I think it's going to take off. Yeah. Uh, I think about that often too. And I've it crossed my mind a few times this week as we were checking out all of these different experiences uh just the profound impact that vr going mainstream would have on uh people who are handicapped people who are wheelchair ridden or bedridden that can't get out you know up until now uh these people's lives were miserable i mean they're literally staring at the wall watching maury povich and with a fortune repeatedly day after day until their ticket gets punched you know now it's limitless possibility. You can go to the movies. You, you can do other things that like we're getting ready to talk about. Literally, there are no limits anymore because of the, uh, the profound impact that virtual reality may possibly have on the entertainment space. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of time. You know, once you can get the only thing that sucks is for the actual movie theaters. But I mean, they really haven't been doing themselves a uh, service anyway. Right. They charge so much to get in so much to um for the concessions all of that and uh i say fuck the movie theaters uh, i changed my mind um but yeah you can literally like you could literally go and at a fairly to a fairly decent restaurant on a date and, and have a pretty good meal for what you pay to go to the, one of these movie theaters get two tickets a couple popcorns and a couple drinks and, uh, you know, you're out 40 to 50 bucks just for two people normally doing yeah, that. I'll get one better for you, Wes. You know, have a Toy Story 4 come out or something and all your kids want to see it. And your wife thinks it's a good idea. And, um, you know, I don't know about you. I was always the dad that um, I wanted to 
you know, it was, I grew up as the move, the popcorn was part of the movie. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get the popcorn. I might smuggle in some sodas or something, but like but with a family of four or five people, my God, dude, you're, you're shouting, you might as well have a hundred dollar bill at least. Cause you're, you're going out there and, uh, it's a lot of mo- money to be investing in, uh, in a movie theater experience. Well, we- we kind of have the system down on this because if those of you who follow the channel know that I'm budget minded family guy. Uh, I don't have a lot of extra income. So the way we do the movies here is uh, when, when Christmas and birthdays come around, part of their gift, someone always gives them movie cash, like, like gift cards to go to the, the cinema. And uh, generally the money that they get between Christmas and birthday does them year round because my wife will take them on like a Tuesday afternoon and they cut the rate mm. when you go in there during that time, it's like the, the, the cheap day. And the, and you would think that it'd be very busy. It's not, there aren't that many people there uh, during this period of time, which is a plus in my book. Uh, but they do that. They, they take in some candy and drinks with them and we do buy popcorn. Like you said, I don't know what that butter is, but it's delicious. So uh, we get plenty of that that but that's really all we do is we we buy a discounted ticket uh and a gigantic couple of buckets of popcorn and uh uh generally it's mostly paid for through uh gifts so uh they have a pretty good system for that that's cool i don't know about how i feel about vr and buttered popcorn though (laughs) keep it away (laughs) talk about glare get that on your lenses man. oh my god yeah no i'll pass but no this was i was very surprised it was definitely worth five bucks um which is what they charged i watched ghost in the shell 3d and it was really good it was um it was significantly better than i would have expected i had it super sampled at 2.0 um looked phenomenal i mean i didn't have any qualms about how it looked and like i said the 3d was next level because i you know 3d is getting there but the glasses just doesn't cut it broad man it just doesn't it's not the same when you're actually once it's incorporated into the technology um it just looks better you know yeah yeah the stereoscopic 3d that comes with vr is definitely superior to the uh, polarized um glasses that you get at the theater now that said i do enjoy when i go to the movies i always go for the 3d option i mean i always i'm a free i'm a 3d head i i it always boggles my mind that 3D TVs didn't catch on. I would have thought by now that every house would have had a 3D TV and the and the flat games would all be running in 3D on those. But for whatever reason, that didn't catch on. But uh, yeah, I think um, I think what you said there has, is pretty important as well. Uh, when you're experiencing something like this in the headset, uh, the movie that you pick is going to be paramount. It really you need to be watching the right movie and something like ghost in the shell uh would be perfect how cool would the original ghost in the shell you know animation be in in this thing in 3d that would be tremendous wouldn't it oh yeah there's so many good movies and that could be just phenomenal and uh like i said just having it incorporated and then you know one aspect we didn't bring up as far as you know the big screen is you know you even mentioned it um yesterday when we were checking out a different program you know, there's a lot of people that are, um, for whatever reason, family-wise, dating-wise, whatever, or across the, the country, across the world. Um, it just gives you somebody to, some way to watch with a loved one or a friend or whoever and spend time and physically look over and that they're there, you know? 
And um, so I think it'll be kind of cool to just um, see how technology will take this for a lot of these, um, you know, relationships, friendships, uh, family members, whatever. Um, It's just going to bring them together, I think. Yeah, my whole thing with that was uh, over the last decade, decade and a half, online dating has taken off. And whereas initially I thought it was kind of an absurd idea, I mean, why are you going to date somebody halfway across the country? You know, you can talk to people locally and you can actually meet them and do things with them. And But for whatever reasons, online dating has worked. A lot of real relationships are made uh, despite the distance. And that's with these people just being limited to chatting, you know, typing, talking, and, and video chatting in recent years. But now, thanks to VR... You can go on actual dates. You can go to the movies with people. You can take in any number of different entertainment events. And in case you haven't uh, noticed, that's what our theme is today. We're going to talk about a few different uh, ways to take in entertainment with a friend in VR. Um, but uh, it has profound implications for online dating. And I think uh, as the years go on, and VR as a platform matures, you're going to start to see this be being integrated together. You're going to start seeing VR dating services and uh, people putting together VR dates, going and seeing different sites. I mean, I could, I could literally, uh, you know, uh, hook up with somebody right now who's across the country in California, and we could go take a virtual tour of, uh, of the Coliseum, you know. That's a good or, idea. Or, you know, have a dating service that caters to different types of experiences, people that are like art minded, both going to one and meet each other or whatever. I mean, obviously I, um, I, I still think dating online is weird. Um, but I can see the benefit because in today's day and age, man, there's a lot of weird people and there's a lot of shallow people. And I think when you get to know somebody, um, it can change. It's like you, you get to know them and then you meet, you spend time with them. I, I think it's backwards and I'm, I'm like you, I think people should really should be meeting people in, in person, but, um, you know, to each their own. Yeah. It's weird. I always used to, to joke about it. Um, I never thought that any kind of meaningful relationship could be made from it, but, uh, literally like, uh, my sister, for example, has had a decade-long relationship with a guy who lives in Canada. And uh, he's actually here right now. He's visiting her. Uh, he generally does maybe once a year. He'll come in and they'll spend some actual time together. But I never would have thought that they would have stayed together this long. And uh, my mom and her stepdad, uh, or, or my stepdad, rather, uh, she met him online and literally moved across the country to... to go marry him and be with them there. See, that's usually um, what happens. People meet, you get to know each other um, on a deep level, you know, as long as they're not something weird that they weren't supposed to be, um, you meet and then everything's like, whoa, it's there's that connection. I just don't think in, t- in 2020, um, a lot of times people jump into stuff so quick that you don't really get to know each other. And that's the only benefit I could see online, I you know. 
So. Yeah, I, ne- I never would have thought that it worked, but the but the reality is, and the older that I get, the more I realize is that everyone's weird. You're weird. <laughs> I'm weird. Right. Everyone's weird. So when when you're dating and you're trying to find someone else, you're trying to find some compatible weirdness. So somebody's whose weirdness jives with your weirdness, and uh, if you're opening up uh, yourself to the entire world through the internet. Uh, your likelihood that you're going to find somebody who's your kind of weird is going to go up tremendously. Man, I don't know, man. I, I, I as I get older, I'd rather be alone than with the wrong person. What a, <laughs> I agree with what that. What a nightmare. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, big screen, uh, a great place to to go hang out with friends. A great place to take in, uh, take in a movie. Let me ask you this, Roots. Uh, obviously, you picked the right movie. And you didn't go alone. You went in with a friend. Uh, would you, Is this something you would do again by yourself? I think so. If it was the right movie, like if I was already inclined to want to watch it, just because now I know how good the 3D is. Um, you know, I'm not much of a movie person to begin with, but uh, um, why not? You know, like, I mean, I only most of the Super Bowl I watched last night was in VR on big screen um, or virtual desktop or something. I don't know which one I went in, but um just because I, I figured if I'm going to watch it, I might as well watch it on a, a movie theater size screen, right? Um, well, that well, that's really the the cool thing about big screen is you don't have to go in there and pay money to to watch a movie. Anything that you can put on your desktop, you can create a room, like you said, any number of different kinds of uh, arenas or, or 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 cinema or just whatever type of venue you want it to be in. You can totally customize it. Invite your friends over, and anything that you can play on your monitor, you can share with your friends, provided that you have enough bandwidth to uh, to be a uh, a server. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, that's really the coolest thing about big screen, and it really was a handy thing when we were planning the 2019 show. Uh, that was the coolest thing that we could both go to this virtual space and just kind of work it out together because you could see my desktop and what I was putting in yeah it's like watching a powerpoint pres- presentation it's cool yeah agreed so big screen uh the more we interact with it the better it gets uh kudos big screen guys keep yeah. up the good work hopefully uh hopefully this thing continues to grow they did say that they had other ongoing negotiations with other uh, movie providers not just Paramount. They're, they're going to deal with Paramount right now, but there are others they're talking to. So hopefully over the course of 2020, we're going to start to see the selection grow and, uh, and hopefully get something that's a little uh, movies that are a bit more fresh. You know, my prediction is it will just because there's so many people flooding into the market, especially on the quest and people wanted, they want to watch Netflix. They want to watch movies. You know, they're, they're inclined to want to watch movies in VR, whereas you know we've spent a couple of years in it, so we're not as as ready to do everything in VR. But um, I think it, I think it's going to take off. Um, so we'll see. I agree. I think all this stuff's going to take off as people start to get their hands on these standalone headsets. You know, we talk about Quest as this easy to use, uh, affordable platform that that anyone can get. Uh, as the years go on, in a year two years that price is going to go down even further and it's going to just become more and more accessible more and more people are going to get into it and uh, things are just going to continue to grow yeah all right so let's say uh 
you want to go you want to take in some entertainment in the virtual world and you don't want to go see a movie though movies aren't your thing maybe you're into basketball maybe you're into pro wrestling maybe you want to take in some stand-up comedy uh is there a place where you can do these things there's one place where you can do all of those things and that is next vr you know most people are familiar with next vr uh it's a fairly old uh, piece of software that's been around um pretty much since vr has been around it came out years ago um always had their deal with uh with the nba going on but since then you know people kind of tried it out when vr was new they determined that the quality of the video wasn't good enough they left it and they never went back uh, but i'm here to tell you since then the the content selection has grown and the camera quality has grown and I, I gotta say, Roots, I wasn't expecting much when I went to next went into next VR, but I came out fairly surprised, not only at the variety of content that they have, but the the quality of it. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I I think what you described before is what I remembered of next VR. Um, you know, 2018 just got my uh, Rift and was checking it out, and I thought, eh, this quality is a little lacking, you know, as far as the just the camera quality and um. I don't know, man. You didn't even mention the game that blew me away the most was football, you know, soccer. Man, that it was the angles and it was so cool watching these people do these uh bicycle kicks backwards, upside down, and you doing these elaborate shots where the keepers were doing these amazing um blocks and stuff and being right there behind the the, the goal. It was phenomenal. I thought, oh my God, if I was like a soccer fan if i loved soccer and this was i could watch every game this way i'm there and um i even went into the basketball one i watched like probably a quarter of the, the most recent nuggets game and uh because they got the full game on there and i guess you can get full games on that and if you have the uh the the pass you can do retroactively if you've got the full thing you can watch them and you know the whole games you can watch all of them i guess i don't know man it's it was it really blew me away as far as you know uh, just the quality and it's not perfect, but it there, it's 10 times better than it was um, when I first tried it. And it's um, I guarantee that it's 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 working its way to being um, very viable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly got room to grow. Um, anyone who watches any kind of uh, content that's shot with the VR camera on a regular basis, you know where the, the quality was. And where it is and that's very much the case here it's not perfect it's not you know blu-ray quality video yet but it's way better than it was before it's way better than it was before and um yeah i've got to say that the things that i experienced in xvr i pretty much universally came out of each one of them saying you know what this is the best way to consume this kind of content and whether it be basketball or, or wrestling or soccer or drag racing, monster trucks, boxing, comedy, all of these things they have. Um, you know, it's not that it's going to make you a fan. Like, if you're not a basketball fan, this experience isn't going to make you a basketball fan. It's not going to turn you in to a wrestling fan. But if you're already a basketball fan, if you're already into wrestling, this thing is going to blow you away because by far... Uh, this is the best way to do it. I mean, you're 
it takes the distance away. You're little, literally right there, no matter what it is that you're you're doing. The wrestling in particular impressed me because you know they always have these pay per views and these they make these big spectacles of things like WrestleMania, and you never real you always you can tell by watching it on video that it's a big deal. They have these elaborate set pieces and pyro going off, but you never really got an idea of the scale of that stuff until you take it in in VR and you're right there on the platform, uh, right next to it as it happens. Uh, it really is an amazing thing. Yeah, it blew, what blew me away about that with the wrestling, I told you a couple things. One, as I, as I was looking out, I was like, oh my God, they, it was packed. I was like, there's people that still go to wrestling um, cause that's my mindset. If it's not UFC and it's not real, I don't, I'm not really that interested, but, um, and then my second thing was, um, like you were saying, because you're right up there it's like, wow, you can see some of the moves a little bit choreographed. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't tell you about the guys cause, um, I'm a guy and I watched all the girl wrestling. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool being in that corner. Right. And just watching all that action. Um, and then on the basketball, what got me was like, cause it starts in the side, you're on the sideline. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of a, not my favorite angle, but then you get behind the board and that's mostly where it's on both sides. It's switching back and forth. And so you're seeing people slam dunking and they're coming right. I don't know, man. It was cool. It was, uh, it was definitely different and it was something that, um, I know my boss is a huge basketball fan and, um, he's even talked about getting a quest just to be, to be able to watch the games um, in person. So I think it's cool. Yeah, I think we'll, with the kind of content that we took in on Next, it's a little different than, than you know watching big screen work because you're going into a virtual space in big screen and you're watching the movie on a screen as if you would in real life. But with the kind of content they have on Next, uh, it gives you a sense of presence. You, you kind of feel like you're, it's not exactly like you're there, but you do kind of feel like you're there. You know, you're, you're taking it in from that perspective. It's kind of like the difference between a flat game and a VR game. You know, you, you have the, the, the flat game experience where you're, you're affecting something that's taking place on a window versus the VR experience where you're there, you're in the game. It's very much the same thing with this content. And it's not even just the, the live content like the sporting events and the comedy, but like I even watched one of these uh, ghost hunter paranormal activity type shows, the type of thing you would catch on on cable television. And it was a different experience because I was in the haunted asylum. You know, I was able to, to look around in these rooms and see if maybe I noticed something that the, the people that were in the shot didn't see. Uh, it's a completely different experience and uh it was very very impressive Man, how cool was that like because i checked out that paranormal thing too or at least one of them and i was thinking uh just how cool it was to actually uh watch that show and imagine any show um you know i don't watch too much tv but i've said it before like survivor doing a, the same thing where you could be like at the tribal council and checking it out and and you could almost reach out and touch jeff you know not that i want to touch jeff but um, I guess every fan wants to touch Jeff. Let's not, let's not lie. Uh, but no, it's uh, I just thought it was so cool. And, um, the fact that like when it started, I thought, okay, they're going to, this show is going to be somehow they incorporated the show into this 360 or whatever. No, this was a sp special 360 
version so they filmed it it was all for for vr and uh it kind of gave me an idea of of future programming right like you know we most of us i would imagine unless you're young and you're not supposed to be watching the show um but no um we all remember hd wasn't a big thing right it was like when you started to get those channels was like okay this is the hd version and um so you're gonna i think you're gonna start having the vr channels right it's going to be, you know, somehow the same show, but it's going to be from the 360 version and you can be in friends and you can hang out with Rachel and Joey and everybody or whatever show it is you watch, you know, I just think it's really cool. Yeah. How could it not? I know, I know there's people out there in our audience right now going, come on, man, that's never going to happen. But assuming that enough people get to sample the technology and learn about it, how could it not happen? I mean, the experience that you're describing would be so profoundly impactful uh, that it's going to, it would make television obsolete to anyone who gave it a a fair shot. Right. And I get it that the people don't want to wear things on their face all the time. Uh, The headsets are going to get smaller. You know what I mean? And it's going to become less cumbersome to, to, to jump in the VR as time goes on. And you got to imagine that, uh, rather than wanting to watch the walking dead through a window that a lot of people are going to want to step into that world uh, not only through the use of video games but just to watch watch the uh, the original shows themselves and uh, yeah absolutely i mean we've seen a few stabs being made at it thus far and nobody's really quite gotten it right yet but like we said at the top of this thing, the camera technology is only going to get better. The equipment to, uh, for the consumers to take it in is only going to become less expensive and lighter and smaller. So uh, as great as it is now, uh, I can only see it getting better. And, it, and if it gets any better whatsoever, I, I really don't foresee a scenario where it doesn't catch on. Yeah, especially like, say, racing, man. Like, can you imagine, like, you've got your in the pit cam you could go to you got it in the cam in the you could be in the car man you could like go in you could race with your favorite racer or just whatever the implications of what they could do you could even go as far as like a a helmet cam for each player and uh for football or i mean i don't know i mean it's just the the bottom line is is tv's stale it's dying and this is a whole new way to reinvigorate the entire market of television and everything and bring you into the experience in a whole new way. And once that starts happening, TV, as we know it, movies, as we know it, just stop happening, man. And let's be honest with the exception of survivor, I'm happy. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, we we would just assume that we will be able to consume survivor in VR as well. And we're going to be able to sit down at the tribal council and, uh, watch somebody pull the immunity idol out of their cavity and say, (laughs) I'm not going anywhere, Jack. But guess what? You are. Sounds good. Uh, Anyway, um, next VR, uh, a supremely uh, impressive uh, improvement that's come to this thing, right? And uh, when you compare it to big screen, big screen does have one massive, massive advantage over next vr and that is the ability to bring a friend next vr is very much a single person experience 
You can't meet up with your friends. There are no social aspects to it. And I think it really could probably add a lot to it, right? Yeah, it's weird because, like, as you're looking at the, like, say, basketball, for instance, you know, you're right there on the back of the court, and you're looking around, and you see all the, the sides of the stadium, all the people in front, but behind is not. It's because it's a 180 camera angle, right? Or I guess to some extent more than 180. But if I look back, I see virtual people that are not there. They're fake. So why can't I have a virtual Wes there as well to watch the game with me? Um, it makes no sense. And I think you're, what you said is perfectly, you know, like what's better than watching a sporting event than watching it with somebody that you're, you know, a friend or a loved one. And uh, I can't imagine they don't add that. You know, that's got to be something that like, even if it's just, I want random people. I want to see someone doing this. Have you ever noticed when you go into... <laughs> This is totally sides VR chat or whatever it is, man. Everyone's fucked up, man. People's hands are doing weird shit. Their heads always yeah. to one side. It's just weird. It's it's very it's very bizarre. But anyway, yeah. Uh, well, a lot of that has to do with uh, the developers. They they really just don't care. Like uh, even like Farpoint and like Arizona Sunshine. If you're in that kind of co-op, the the characters get it all contorted and and weird looking at times yeah. uh but other games it does it doesn't happen and I, I gotta think that it completely comes down to how much time and effort the developer wants to put into getting that to be an accurate representation of a body yeah true um but but as far as the the co-op this is the type of content that you want to take in with a friend for example the comedy club that i went to uh you don't go to the comedy club by yourself. Mm -mm. You know, you all, you always bring a friend and everybody's had a few drinks and you're kind of giggly anyway. It makes the, the content funnier. So if you're not in a mood to laugh, you're sitting there by yourself with your arms crossed. Uh, you might not enjoy the comedy quite as much as you would if uh, me and Roots have been, you know, cracking up in the lobby for 15 minutes cutting jokes on everything we see. Now we go into the stand up thing in a mood to laugh. All of a sudden, it's a lot funnier. Uh, so I, I feel like um, with the, uh, the on demand content, the pre recorded stuff, the replays, uh, I feel like it would help to have a, uh, a multiplayer feature added in. Now, with the live, uh, content and they do have live content they have live comedy they have live basketball i'm pretty sure they have live wwe uh, there are live events in there that you can pay for with that sort of thing uh you can work around you can uh, connect outside of the app with skype or discord or something of that effect you can even use the oculus voice chat and if it's a live event then you know it's going to be synced perfectly, that you're both watching the same thing at the same time, and you can still kind of have that commentary back and forth. But that just isn't possible with pre-recorded content because obviously you're going to hit play at different times. Mm -hmm. There's going to be different lag and latency on both systems, and it's going to really create a disconnect. Um, but yeah, a, a, great, uh, a great foundation to build upon here. Uh, loads of improvement from launch, and I think that we're only going to continue to see this thing get better. It's free. 
you know and it's free well, what else i mean what else it's a lot want? of content too right a lot of content for free on here yeah actually all three of these things we're talking about are free and um and it's just amazing at uh there's just some such good content like you said that's being put out there there's a lot of different um and you even were saying earlier like certain like wwe maybe puts a little bit more money than the nba so everything's kind of advancing at different levels um but everything is definitely advancing um by leaps and bounds yeah yeah i was impressed with everything that we did this week um but i mean if i'm going to be honest next vr was cool and all uh and so is big screen but really the thing that really blew me away this week that i wasn't expecting at all was the wave i had no idea this thing's been out for years now it's the wave it's still in beta uh beta access beta form right now but uh, i'd never even heard of this thing before and it turns out that i read an article about the grammy award-winning uh musical artist imogene heap doing a, a virtual performance in this piece of software uh, and when I read that article, I said, you know what? I'm not doing anything. Let's check it out. Because the person who wrote the article was just blown away with it. Uh, so I went in and checked it out for myself. And I got to say, Roots, I was blown away. I've been in this thing four or five times since then. And every time I go in, it it just surprises me at just how good this experience is. You blew me away when you first suggested that we even check this out because you told me it was free. And I was like, whoa. Wes wants to try something free because if you <laughs> don't know Wes, usually his stance is fuck that free shit. I'm not watching. But um, but now, man, it blew me away as well. And like, um, I think looking at it from the perspective of what we've been doing and and just seeing the future of what it is, uh, um, it's the wave of of future concerts. It's the wave of future uh music videos. It's it it makes what like listening to a um, an artist sound boring any other way, right? I mean, it was just so cool. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know what The Wave is, The Wave is a platform for a musical artists to provide live musical performances for consumers, VR, uh, VR users. And basically the concept is here, uh, you know, a lot of these types of programs We'll try to recreate the live experience. So if you're going into uh, uh, this band's concert, they're going to try to recreate what it's like to see that band live. But the attitude that the wave takes toward it is that there are so many boundaries that live reality puts on your experience. You know, uh, you can't fly. You can't uh, teleport. You, you can't, uh, I mean, there's just so many things that we can't do in real life that we can do in virtual reality. So their attitude is, why should we limit ourselves? I mean, we just spoke about it in Next VR about how the cameras aren't perfect yet. So why would we put a less than perfect recreation of the live experience out there when we can go into VR where there are no boundaries and literally take these people who are already artists and let them use their artistic uh, talent to provide a, a surreal experience to the user. So that's what this is. You go into to these musical performances, but it's there's so much more going on 
than just music, right? Yeah, it's like a laser light show of 2020, you know, like where you're in there and each, like, each, it seemed like each one had three songs, but I'm not sure if that was like standard or whatever. But um, so imagine going in and, and loving Nine Inch Nails and you've got three Nine Inch Nails songs and Nine Inch Nails came out and they made a, a phenomenal experience for each song that it's kind of, I, I would equate it as kind of like a Tetris effect feel, you know, kind of like where everything comes together in a different way, even though it's not haptic, but it just was very unique. And, and um, I loved each one of the three. And what's kind of cool is they replay every, what, um, and they recycle. So it's three each time. And then as soon as they did, it has a little bit of like five minutes. So it's restarting. And you, you, like you were telling me when we first went in, we need to go in the very beginning and watch it from beginning to end because it's it's a its own separate experience and it really was you know it was just very unique and um and i enjoyed it and and what's kind of cool is you know we we joked about it it says the wave you know coming every day or whatever the time frame is has a big clock on it It said 21 hours and uh, both of us were saying hey there's a new new one coming tonight. You know, I'm going in there tonight to check it out, man. I, you know, maybe we can get, like you said, maybe we can get Scion to go in with us or something. I want to check this out. I want to see what new, after I watched those three, I wasn't done. I wanted to see more. Um, and so that's what's kind of exciting is you keep having these different experiences, even to the point where they had posters on the wall from like three weeks from now. Um, so it's starting to become a, a thing where where people are showcasing their stuff on this, and it's kind of cool. Yeah, the way it works is um, they have obviously a schedule, a calendar of upcoming events. And these are live events, but they archive them so that you can view them later. But it isn't on demand. They play them on a schedule. They loop uh, the, the experience. It, the ones that we saw were all about 15 minutes in length each. And then uh, there's a five-minute break in between. So every 20 minutes, you have one of these things starting. And there were three of them for us to check out. And the way that they work, again, this is a, a holistic piece of art. You've got music. You've got visuals. A lot of them are interactive. or You can interact with them. Um, but they build. They, they start here, and they crescendo to a, a climax as you go through the experiences so you don't want to get really you really don't want to go in in the middle of it you want to wait until one's getting ready to start go in and catch it from start and stay to the finish because the ending is always normally the best part um anyway we, we had there were three of them that they had on loop in there all three of them very different from one another uh, but all three just absolutely awesome right yeah and what was kind of cool and you even said um you know every time you've gone in there there's been people in there and we even ran into k-rave man if he ever sees us yeah. you know <laughs> that dude was funny and, and it was funny because it was kind of like running into like you said to to the average new guy that's coming into vr because like the the bulk of the conversation of what he was saying was oh this is so cool i just got in two weeks ago beat saber beat saber cool so yeah. cool <laughs> It was just, <laughs> we couldn't. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That guy was the your stereotypical VR newbie. He had his headset for about two weeks. He had Beat Saber in Arizona Sunshine, and everything was just amazing to him. Everything was amazing to that guy. 
and uh, it kind of made me a little jealous, Roots. But I want to go back to those days when everything was amazing. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see different people and different reactions. And then, like you said, it's always better with a friend. Um, although I did get, I told you, um, the third experience we checked out, uh, like it started us with together and then we disappeared. All of a sudden I was in this room by myself and I got scared and I was like, what the hell's going on? And then all of a sudden we, it brought us back together and, and then it took us away again and then we came back together. It was really cool. Each one was so unique. And uh, I just think for anybody that wants to try something unique, that loves music, even wants to check out things, uh, you don't even have to live in Colorado to enjoy it. And um, it, it's just something different that's free why not right yeah. yeah and here's the cool thing about it is we said that there were three different experiences in here about 15 minutes each uh with five minutes breaks that that's a, an hour worth of content for free but what did we spend like two or three hours in this thing yeah because all the even the main world we were teleporting around and it was all weird and like it was so big and the way you, when you teleport around, um, you know, Wes could be talking to me. And as soon as I just teleport away one spot, he disappears. And so I got lost. I was like, fuck man. I was teleporting around. I couldn't find him. I really did get scared at that point. And uh, then I found you and everything was okay. So, uh, it was cool. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts of my experience last night is it's not all just about the, uh, the content and the performers and the performances, but this this thing has like a an overworld uh, outside. I guess you could call it a lobby type thing, but it's not a confined lobby. It's like a a vast expanse, kind of like a desert that goes out in all directions, and it is just massive. You can go forever, and there's not a whole lot of stuff, but there there are things to find everywhere in it, and every corner of it. If you keep going, you're going to find items that you can collect, each that do their own little weird thing. Um, you'll find things. What was that thing called? A light deity or something that I found or something Shooting like those, that? Oh, that. Uh, yeah, there was actually kind of a few of those. Right. And they had weird noises. And like you start going one direction and you start hearing music and it um, draws you to a certain spot. And it was just very the whole thing you can tell was just uh probably was made by somebody that was high i don't know man it was it was very surreal very bizarre very visual um music i, I just can't wait to see some mainstream artists doing stuff with it um uh, because i i've never heard of any of these people but they all did a phenomenal job and i can only imagine the same thing with uh music that i really love would just make it that much more surreal so yeah well that's the thing you know music videos used to be a big deal i mean that was how people consumed their music and, and found new artists was through the, uh, the the use of music videos and then as uh, people moved away from the television and moved toward the internet music videos uh except for you know the very biggest performers music videos have kind of died off uh, i could see something like this this new platform this new medium and all the 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 freedom that artists have to create experiences uh, i could see something like this being the next form of the music video and uh whereas mtv as a channel might be dead as far as its original form and what it once was i could see a rebirth of uh, a music I, I, I hesitate to call it video because it's so much more than that musical experiences 
uh, in virtual reality, uh, I, I can see a, a definite um, demand for it in the future. And uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, I, I never really thought uh, about it prior to, to going into the way. But now it's something that I very much think could, could be a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. If enough people get behind it, for sure, I think it'll be really big. Yeah, and and back to the overworld, uh, really some weird stuff, some beautiful stuff. I mean, we went out into this vast emptiness of nothing, and uh, Roots and I, we kind of got separated from one another because the place is so big, and there there aren't very many landmarks to to get your bearings with. It's just all kind of flat land that goes out. Um, but I came to a doorway just in the the vast open desert i found a, a glowing door no idea what's on the other side of it i teleport through it and i go into this weird like other dimension that's kind of like a a, a a carnival fun house with mirrors all around and distorted visuals and weird music and i'm not in this thing five minutes and then all of a sudden roots is in there with me and it was just the trippiest experience because before I even saw him and started talking to him, like I could see his form, his avatar, in all the different tripped out visuals around me. So I knew he was close because I could see him, but he wasn't with me. And then all of a sudden he was. It was just a weird experience. It was kind of like being on drugs without being on <laughs> drugs. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely really cool. And I would recommend everybody check this out and. I, what blows me away about this, I guess, uh, the biggest thing is I never knew about it. You know, like when you were, I, I was looking up trailers and I was like, shit, this is two years old. I'm just now hearing about it. Cause you know, there's a presumption that I just heard about it. So it must be new, oh, man, I just haven't heard about it. So, but look, I, you know, it's just, uh, it's kind of cool that it's just now taken off, I guess, with as many people, um, uh, coming in and, uh, with some actual artists, um, doing it. It's really cool. What what's cool about it being out for two years prior to us finding it is the fact that it's had two years of polish put on it before we had ever jumped into it. That I really enjoyed it. It definitely shows that this is something that they work on regularly. Um, another aspect that we haven't even really discussed about it is like big screen, uh, you can have fully customizable private spaces in it. They call it your home cave or or a private party. And fully customizable in this world really means something because there's so many different things that you can uh, use to make it a unique uh, space for you to invite your friends into. Yeah, I agree. But uh, anyway, uh, that's going to wrap up our, I don't even know what to title the, the, the segment, our, uh, I don't know, our, our VR entertainment showcase i guess you could call it or our online event uh review yeah <laughs> uh out of all of them i was more blown away by the wave uh th than either of the other two even though i do think that the other two have probably more profound uh potential like what big screen could become the next big way for people to consume motion pictures and next vr can be the next big way that people consume uh sports 
uh, I think that the the wave could be the next way that people experience music, but I feel like the other two probably have more mainstream appeal uh, than this. This was something totally unique and off the wall, and as such, it's probably going to take a little bit longer for it to grow into something that's uh, mainstream and popular. You know what's weird is if you think about all three of the uh, the software, all three of them potentially have the ability to save these markets you know because each one of them are going down like nobody's listening to music or going to concerts like they used to nobody's watching movies like they used to nobody's you know um watching sports like they used to going to events like they used to so it's it's another chance to revitalize a dying um industry because it is it's dying man like i i I, every time (laughs) Like the TV is just not, it's just not like it used to be. I think it's It's because it's because the the home experience is so much better. Who wants to go to, to an arena or a stadium and sit in the nosebleeds with binoculars and pay all this money to sit next to some loud asshole who can't let you enjoy what you came to watch in the first place, Mm. drive and deal with all the traffic and, just all of the the stuff that comes with that when you can stay home and just turn on your television and uh get zoomed in you know uh video from 15 different angles and commentary from experts and you know the the home experience even with just normal conventional television has gotten to be so good uh that people don't want to pay all their time and money into going to the live experience anymore and i think you're right i think something like vr is a good uh uh, a good medium to go that has the best of both worlds all the convenience of the home platforms all the presence of actually being there uh it's a new thing and i think that that's really the bottom line with anything when it comes to vr uh vr is such an impactful uh technology that if it catches on, it's going to revolutionize the way that we do everything, not just these three platforms that we are highlighting today, but literally every aspect of our lives. If VR catches on, it's going to be impacted. And I think that the more that we go on and the more we experience these things, we can start to see why uh, Facebook has... Uh, invested all these millions of dollars into growing VR as a platform because all the potential we see, they see it too. Yeah. Yeah. Except for they have actual plans for the future where we, we just enjoy what we have now. So. Right. so the wave VR, absolutely amazing uh, PC VR only right now. I had no idea if there's going to be any kind of future expansion onto other platforms like um psvr or quest hopefully you would think it would come to quest obviously there's nothing here really that that i would think that they couldn't do in quest right why not i think it would do everybody i don't i mean it's weird that it's only pc but i mean i guess it's they're focusing on it first maybe um especially you know i I don't know it's very cool though yeah you know what it doing something like this and it being as good as it was uh really makes me take a a new interest in that bjork album remember she did the uh 
Vulcan Ura album in completely in VR. Hmm. I gotta imagine it has to be something like this, right? Yeah, I would imagine if you're really into that kind of music, it'd be really cool as well. You know. Well, that's the thing here. I'm not really even into this kind of music, but still, just mind blowing experience to to uh, to uh, be in. You know, be there. Yeah. I just think it would take but, it to the next level, though. When you man, you put something in there like just what whatever your favorite music is, and you have them doing their thing. It's like next. So yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, wait. I gotta imagine if if they had some really uh, awesome artists in this thing, like Nine Inch Nails or System of a Down or just anybody like that. Uh, I gotta imagine it would be amazing. But uh, you're gonna have to remind me, Roots, whenever we have these Steam sales. Uh, you know, I never really pay much attention to it because there there isn't a whole lot that I want that I don't already have. Uh, but that Bjork album being thirty five dollars. Uh, I'd like to catch that for 10 or 15 at some point. You know what I mean? We should start checking it as these sales come up. Yeah, I forgot about it. It's a good idea. Yeah, I, I did too. And obviously, as cool as I thought it was, uh, it wasn't enough to keep my interest over months. But uh, now having experienced the wave, uh, renewed interest in it. I, I, I imagine there has to at least be one or two awesome experiences uh, on that, you know, on that album, you know, that VR album in its entirety. If anything, it'd be kind of cool to critique it next to this. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'd love to, uh, if I were, uh, um, if I were somebody like Facebook, who's investing heavily in building the platform, I would have a guy, an industry guy whose job it was just to demo vr to entertainment industry people recording artists movie makers put these people in vr and let them see what the potential is for whatever kind of art it is that they, they make and sell uh, because if we could get some big names in that's how it's going to happen it's going to happen because they tried it and said whoa i could really do something with this yeah i agree Anyway, let's move on to our topic of the week, and uh, it's a new month, and you guys know what that means. At the beginning of each month, we take a look back at the previous month's releases and take a look ahead at what we know is coming for the next month, only this month a little bit different. You know, we've gotten so used to it being, uh, you know, summertime through the holiday, uh, the games come hot hard fast and heavy during that period of time but after christmas everything just dies off so normally what we would do here is we would go to each month we would list the top five pc vr games the top five quest games the top five ps vr games and pick a game of the month uh, for each one but we're not really going to do that so much here because really there wasn't anything that not, there wasn't much i should say that came out in january there isn't much confirmed yet for february so we made highlights of the uh the most notable releases from last month and from the next month and uh we're just going to read right down the list talk talk a little bit about each one and, and go on with it uh roots uh you know a little bit bare bones mm. but uh that's okay. It can't be uh, 
you know, it can't be balls to the wall all the time. I kind of have enjoyed the break. Yeah, and you know what I was noticing when I was looking at this list and this what this month is, or at least this episode, it's really, it's mostly ports, right? Because there aren't any new games coming out. It's just like, okay, we're moving this game from this platform to this one to that one. And and um, and so it's it's all mostly games that people have heard of or most, you know, most of them. Um, and it was just shocking, I guess. And it, I guess it's a good time to be getting caught up on the backlog because a lot of these you might have already tried. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing here. If you're uh, a PC VR gamer, a lot of these, or at least some of them, are, are going to be games that you're already familiar with, games that you're already played. Old news for you. But uh, when it with Quest, with PlayStation VR, what is old becomes new again. And uh, I said it... Uh, Last week, uh, you know, Oculus Quest is kind of like Alabama. It's it's really got some great stuff on it, but it's a year behind everything else. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, uh, let's start with January Roots. Let's talk about some of the games that came out in January. First of all, we had uh, a game called Fail Factory. Uh, this game was an Oculus Go game. Uh, and just this past month... It was ported over to Oculus Quest and Oculus Rift. This game was published by Oculus Studios, uh, originally developed by Armature for Gear VR and Oculus Go. Now, more than ten, more than two years after its original release, the game's coming to Rift and Quest. Uh, what the concept is here is you're an intern, and you're going to work your way up through the fa the factory hierarchy by completing mini-games. Uh, and it's kind of structured like Angry Birds VR. Uh, they grade your performance at the end of it. One star, two star, three stars, four stars. And as you reach certain thresholds, you move on to the next puzzle. And um, interesting here, Roots, if you go back to read the, uh, the Go reviews, Everybody loved it. It was almost five stars. Mm. You read the quest reviews a little less. It's like four stars. People really like it still, but it's, you know, not perfect. You read the Rift review, three stars. Mm. People not so impressed with it. <laughs> so I think it's really all about what you value and what you your expectations are going into a game like this. But it's certainly colorful, and I can see the potential for fun here. What's the cost on it? You know, five bucks. Five bucks. That's not too bad, man. People need to stop bitching. Then five bucks is for five bucks. It looks like a good game, but you know, it's it's one of the things that I think about all the time. Um, just listening, you know, because uh, PSVR uh, without parole, you know, they'll they'll review a Shadow Legends or whatever, and the whole community is just raving. And, and don't get me wrong, it's it, there's nothing wrong with raving about that game. I raved about it. I loved the way it felt. It was next level at the time. It just shows you every every platform's a little bit behind each one. You know what I mean? Like the PlayStation's a little bit behind PC, and this is a little bit behind even PlayStation as far as um, content-wise. And it's kind of cool. It's a good time to be to have multiple platforms because there's always something new coming out. And even if you uh, didn't get a chance to play for this on Go or Gear, which I never tried either one of them, now I've got an opportunity to uh, check it out if I want to, you know? Well, that's, that's, that's just it. It's all about the context. It's all about your prior experience. You know, uh, obviously by looking at the ratings on this, 
platform to platform. Uh, Asgard's effect hitting hard on the PCVR front, right? Yeah. Uh, but if you're a Quest player or a PSVR player, something like this could ha- hold a lot of value, and it doesn't mean necessarily that those are bad platforms or that this is a bad game. It just means that they're different. Um, you know, I was blown away when I first tried Asgard's Wrath, but I wasn't any more blown away by it than I was by, say, Rush of Blood when I first played it. You know, when I was new to VR, uh, everything I tried was amazing. So uh, that doesn't mean that, again, that PSVR is worse than, than PC. It's just they're on different timelines. Mm-hmm. And, and it's uh, the same game. And it's like I said with Shadow Legends, man, I, I wholeheartedly, I think that game is amazing. Um, I, I see exactly why people are raving about it. It's just like uh, um, I feel like I went back in time a year and I was like, whoa, what's going on? Um, but it's, it's just weird. It's, it's a, it's kind of cool and surreal to see it all happening. Um, you know, multiple platforms to see the same thing happening. And I guess it gives it a testament to some of these games and how good they are. Um, if they're being re-enjoyed on another platform. Yeah. And again, it's just $5, you know, uh, if this turns out to be something that doesn't hold any value to you, then what, what are you out really? I mean, it's five bucks and you have a two hour return window. You can even get that five back if it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cup of coffee. uh, You know, it didn't get particularly a great review from upload VR, but, but looking at it and reading what actual people have to say about it, uh, I don't necessarily think that this is a, a, a bad game. I would have to play it to know, but I had fun playing games like Angry Birds, so I imagine I could probably have fun playing something like this. Oh, I was just going to ask you after your three hours of playing it, would you think? But I guess you haven't tried it yet. Huh? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, with the different platforms, what is old becomes new again, and uh, with VR, sometimes old concepts can become new again, and I kind of think that's what we have with Taurus VR. Uh, Taurus VR from Nusicon Studios, uh, published by Perp Games, actually. One of the very first uh, non-PSVR things that that we were getting from Perp Games. So kudos to them for expanding. But uh, January 17th saw this game come to us. It says, jump into a thrilling adrenaline-fueled VR space shooter with Taurus VR, a reimagined retro game for VR. So what they're trying to do here is they're trying to recreate something like Galaga or like R-Type or something like that, but in VR. And um, what's really interesting about this game to me, Roots, is the, uh, the control scheme. Apparently this control scheme is all movement based. So you have to stand up. You can't sit down to play this. Moving your body is going to move the ship. Mm. So you're going to be dodging things with your actual body. And uh, one arm is going to, uh, or, or your arms are going to be used to not only shoot, but defend as well. So a definite unique uh, concept, even if the overall shell of the game is kind of a retro concept yeah i have nothing wrong with um i don't have a problem with retro stuff at all i think that some of these games are amazing they the way they make you feel like you are in an old school game and uh i think that's what's cool about vr is you can even take an old skin and make it look new or make it feel new even though it's the same if that makes sense and uh 
I don't know. I'm just watching this trailer and I, you know, I want to play it, Wes. I've never, I didn't even know this game was, um, was out as far as what it was or anything. And it just seems unique. And, uh, I want to duck and, and jive and, you know, so sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, uh, it's been on my radar for maybe a month or two. I think PD played it not too long ago mm. and he thought it was pretty good. Uh, it's in early access right now, so it's not on full release. But what I'm seeing here looks pretty fun. I mean, um, priced appropriately, just like the last game. This one's a little more. It's $12. Okay. But still, I mean, $12 to that by today's standards, that's not much for a, for a, a game. And this looks to be uh, fairly polished for a $12 Steam game. It looks you know? like you can be in the ship or you can be third person. Is that correct it's what it looks like to me i see different uh, views like i'm looking this is third person and then it showed up close it looked like they were also um in it but maybe not that's what it appears to be but again uh, i haven't done enough research on it to to really know but yeah i agree it's, it's certainly it certainly looks what like it looks to me like. that's what i want so i'm gonna make sure i'm just gonna believe it that's what it is and if it doesn't yeah. if it's not i'm gonna go on reddit and rage and bitch about it and I tell you what, I, what I'm really digging about this is the the changes in environment. It looks like they're not all happening in space. This one's in a desert. The other one was in a rainforest. One of them was in space, and uh, it looked really good I, I like too, that. right? I mean, obviously we're looking at it flat screen, but it looks like the the colors and just the different um, scenery looks really good. So it kind of makes me want to see what it looks like in VR. Yeah, so. I agree. This thing looks pretty cool. Maybe, maybe on a future Monday show we can uh, we can give a review of it and talk a little bit more on it. Absolutely, because I think we have a, a shared interest here, right? Yeah, I should. I mean, we might even have it in our inventory or in our library for all we know. Maybe Mame Fan picked it up or something. Um, he's picked up always a, possible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, Taurus VR Steam early access as of January seventeenth. Twelve bucks from Perp games and uh you know i I don't want to miss an opportunity here to pat those guys on the back they've done a lot for the community especially the psvr community generally their forte is uh bringing favorite vr games to physical format because a lot of ps4 gamers uh will only buy games if you can get them on a disc so you know 99 percent of psvr games are just digital that's where Perp Games comes in. They take those digital games puts and, and put them into disc form so that those players can play them as well. What are you, Wes? Are you a disc or digital? Because I'm disc, man. I don't understand that digital thing, man. Like, I want to <laughs> hold my game in my hand. So. I, I certainly see the merit of having a, a physical item, especially if you're a collector or if you like to uh, resell because they're – as of right now, there isn't a way to sell your digital copy. Uh, so I, I get it. But uh, spe- specifically with PlayStation, I prefer digital mm-hmm. because um, of multiplayer. Because I can uh, I can use the same copy to play with my family mm-hmm. without having to have two discs. I got you. I don't have that issue. But uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But we're, I mean, there are certain games, you know, like Firewall, No Man's Sky. I have two copies of each of those so that I can play, uh, so that I can play co-op. So, okay. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's what I want. I want to uh, I want to play some co-op with my family, the digital copy. But nobody has a PS4, so. And your daughter has one, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. She, needs, she doesn't have the VR though. She needs a VR. Yeah. Right? You need to get on Craigslist, dude. I saw one the other day for uh, seventy-five dollars on Craigslist. Wow, I'm so sketched though. I'm so sketchy. If I see how people treat shit. You know, like seventy-five bucks, dude, and it had move controllers with it. Wow, that's almost worth the move controllers themselves. You buy used. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, it looked like it was, you know, the cables were all bundled up and knotted up. It was just a pile of shit on the floor. But seventy-five bucks, man. You know what I mean? I don't know how that happens to people's cables, man. I've been seeing posts on Reddit where people's cables are just like this fucking jumbled mess. And I'm like, I'm so careful to make sure mine doesn't get all jacked up because I've seen the cables, man. Like, have they not seen Reddit, Wes? Like, what is wrong with people? Well, it's not just that, man. I've put so much, hundreds of dollars I paid for this thing. I'm not just going to fucking throw it around and let it turn to shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why this PlayStation. That's, 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 well, I was going to say that's why my PlayStation VR is over there and not at my kid's house anymore because I bought it for them originally and, and, went over there one day and it was like so it was like thrown out like on the ground or whatever it was i was like nah this thing's coming up maybe i wanted it to come home but uh. <laughs> well you know these uh these headsets they make magic and i gotta imagine that the magic that's going on inside of there is a fairly delicate process that can be screwed up at the very slightest jar if it hits the wrong way so uh definitely take care of all things including my cables yeah. to uh keep them from getting into that yeah state anyway moving on uh again uh with the differing platforms what is old becomes new again thus is the case for eclipse edge of light uh y elk studios january 14th 15 dollars this was a google daydream game roots that was so highly praised so highly regarded that it got ported not only to uh oculus quest uh but also psvr pcvr i think i saw this on nintendo switch uh pretty universally praised as a good game and it looks pretty cool right yeah i remember when i was hearing about this like a year ago people were talking maybe they were talking about it coming to pcvr or whatever it was um, but people were, were talking about it. Uh, I think it was when it was on the go and people wanted it to come to PC or something. I don't know, but everybody was raving about it. So when it came out, I was like, I, it caught my eye just cause I remember how popular it was. Like you said, so I don't know much, yes. too much about it, but, uh, slightly updated visuals, uh, six Dov, you know, tracking of course, and movement updated into it. Um, fairly basic. Uh, visual design but you know we've seen it time and time again that doesn't necessarily mean anything from all accounts this game looks good in pc vr and if you read the reviews it's pretty obvious that this thing has survived the asgard's effect obviously this is a good game yeah well it's a puzzle game and it's you know it's priced at 15 dollars, which is actually a pretty good deal and um you know it to me, it looks better graphically than um, Journey of the Gods or anything like that. You know, that was said to be not that graphically good. Um, this looks 10 times better. So 
I could, if yeah. it's got a good story, I could see it being really good. It must be for sure, for sure. It's got about a three-hour uh, science fiction-based story campaign, and the gameplay is based on exploration and puzzle solving. Uh, Roots, uh, two things you might find interesting about this game: one, even though there are puzzles, they're not mind benders; they're fairly simplistic. The puzzles in this game, and uh, there's a jetpack. You can fly oh, wow. around. Oh, you just convinced me double time there to get it. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of these things is like, I, you know, I'm not like Scion. I don't want abduction level puzzles where I'm like fucking stuck on a puzzle forever. Um, I, I, I still stand by the frustration of any puzzle game amplifies by tenfold when you're in VR. So if you get to that puzzle, that's like, what the fuck? Um, it's just i don't i don't like it i don't like that feeling in vr Wes, um i'd much rather feel it on a flat, uh, flat screen for some reason <laughs> that is kind of weird but uh i thought you might say that so again you don't have to worry about that here uh from all accounts a very enjoyable experience here and if you like story driven games if you like to explore apparently this one holds up wow that sounds good actually i might have to check it out all right, so moving on, uh, this next game I added to the list because they've managed to do something unusual, something we haven't seen before up until this point. And I'm talking about 2MD VR Football Unleashed. Uh, from Truant Pixel, it was released on January 9th on the Oculus Quest Store. Now, what makes this so interesting, because like so many other games, Great games, like To the Top, Pixel Rip, 1989. Uh, 2MD Football, universally loved on all platforms, right? Denied access to the Quest Store for undefined reasons, uh, as usual, right? Nobody ever knows why they get declined. But unlike those other games we mentioned, uh, they had the verdict reversed, Roots, mm. and now they are available on oculus quest and i have no idea how they've done makes it you, do you have any clue what these guys might have done no it makes you wonder what the secret was maybe that you know they just realized it was a good game they just haven't realized it for all the other ones i don't know man it makes no sense i mean this you know doesn't look like it's better than to the top or touring carts or pick uh um pixel ripped you know i mean not that it's not good it doesn't look any better than them and it made it so they got the secret Wes. they need to to let the rest of us know what the secret sauce is on how to get on the oculus quest store there's probably some developers out there that would pay big money to find out that secret and uh i don't think it's possible Wes, because i don't even think facebook knows what the reasoning is behind it maybe it's it's purely political who knows i don't know man i i honestly it's just so bizarre yeah, they need to share the sauce, whatever it is, mm. uh, so that maybe we can get some of uh, these other great games that we love on to the store. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they did. Maybe I should ask them. You know, yeah. I haven't tried that. Uh, worked with To The Top, right? I wondered what their experience has been dealing with Oculus. I asked them, and they told me. So uh, maybe I should do the same with Truant Pixel here, and maybe we can peer behind the curtain and see what they did to uh, change the minds of the people at Oculus. Maybe, maybe they've got compromising photographs of Jason Rubin. Mm, maybe that's what it takes, right? Yeah. 
maybe they know Carmack behind the scenes and he put in a good word for him. I don't know. But, um, you know, you said the PlayStation, of course, this is before we filmed, but uh, the PlayStation VR has a head to head um, mode, correct? Now, do you know if that's uh, fairly well, sure? You see, yeah, we, we, we theorized, we think that's what it is um, without researching it. But uh, there, there's nothing, no word about that for Quest, right? Because that was one of the things that I've, that drives me crazy, Wes, is that there's no real multiplayer sports man nothing good and nothing in the actual full game and i i you know i want to play against uh main fan and get my ass kicked like every other game that i've played against him um and why not football as well right yeah well i, I hesitate to say anything definitive on that here because i'm not sure i don't know uh i don't think that multiplayer is present on the oculus quest version mm. I do think it is on PSVR, but again, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that the the PSVR version is called uh, the head-to-head edition. Wouldn't that be a good and, thing for all of the versions, man? Like, I can't imagine it can be that hard to, and like, I, even if it's the same game when I'm playing a computer and then let somebody else join in, I just think that's so cool. Well, maybe it is. Uh, maybe we just don't know it. That's why I hesitate to get, go in too hard on it because... You know, we could sit here and tear it a new one for not being uh, multiplayer, and then all the whole time it was multiplayer. Yeah. So. so it could be, could not. You know, let us know in the comments below <laughs> how uh, yeah, I, right. I should have researched it because I'm bringing up stuff that you know you don't even know what the hell's like because uh, I was just bringing <laughs> up shit. So, uh, but I'm just curious, you know, because I I do I want a you know, I want a legit. I think that's one of the genres that I think if they can bring in like say Madden or something. Of course, that's advanced, but if they could bring in a legit basketball football whatever game man you're going to bring in a whole nother wave of people and uh roots likes people in in vr so a hundred percent and even at first if it had to be like third person gamepad based gameplay even just to be you know have presence in those conventional style of sports games i think it would be huge it would add a whole new dimension for those players that are into type, that type of game. And there are millions of them roots that that's all they do is they wait for the next sports game to come out and they go buy it. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think it would sell headsets for sure. Remember the old football games like the Madden or whatever, and you had that button for stiff arming. You, you run in and you stiff arm people, dude. Now yeah. you're the running back and you're actually fucking stiff arming shit, you know, with actual feedback. And I don't know, man, I get excited every time I, I start to speculate with this kind of stuff. Uh, um, I don't think we're that far off. So, Yeah, well, I hope you're right because I, I am a football fan. I am a sports fan, and uh, I agree. Uh, I think if we could have a full-fledged you know, sports game, no matter what the sport, uh, I think it could be great if done correctly. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to the next one. Again, uh, a recurring theme. What is old is new again, Roots, with Doctor Who, The Edge of Time, uh, for Oculus Quest. This game coming to us, of course, from Maze Theory, $20. Um, so we played this game not too long ago. I wasn't that blown away by it. You weren't that blown away by it. But I think we're kind of on an island here because I've read a lot of good reviews when it comes to Doctor Who, the Edge of Time. It's a weird thing, man, because I, I really believe some of it's the fanship of the show and some of it's, you know, not. I've had people say, I don't like the show, and it was amazing. I don't know if they're lying to me, Wes, or <laughs> what the deal is. I think I just didn't get that far into it. Um, 
to be honest but there are a lot of, it is mixed the reviews are mixed i don't i don't think it's 100 percent um wrong but that's why we need to go back into it because uh i want to know for sure definitively that's a, it's a piece of turd before i keep saying that over and over again um because it may be amazing and i've had like you i've had enough people correct me and say no nah, dude this is good um usually in reddit uh to to think maybe it is decent anyway yeah and those people who corrected us on this game uh was the main source of inspiration that we took when we came up for a new concept for a, a new segment on the monday show and that being the second chance segment. So coming up on some future Monday show, we're going to go back into games that we didn't really care for the first time, mm -hmm. but games that people really like. And we're going to try them again because we respect your opinion. Uh, so if there's something out there you hear us shitting on and you think we deserve or the game deserves a second chance from us, uh, let us know. Uh, you can always leave a comment. And of course... As you all know by now, if you look down in the description, you'll find that invitation to our Discord community where we spend every day, hours, every day talking to our community about VR. So, uh, yeah, people in the Discord seem to think that this is a good game, Roots. And uh, who am I to say they're wrong? So, on that, do I get to still shit on the game if I like don't like it? Like, if I revisit it and then I'm like, I can still shit on it again, right? Just to clarify. Oh, yeah, okay. 100%. We just need to make it farther than we made it the first farther time. Farther than five Let's minutes. get a little bit. <laughs> For me, yeah, anyway. Yeah, we need to put at least 10 or 15 minutes into it before we decide yeah. that it's a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, it seems reasonable when you say it like that. Yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's only, what, 20 bucks? It's not too bad, though. At least it's a reasonable price. And uh, from what I've heard, if you love Doctor Who, then it's a, it's a must-have, but um well, no, well not only that but we're talking about this game being on quest mm, true when it comes to quest you know the the story driven adventure isn't exactly uh you know common on, on the oculus quest you have a lot of shorter experiences a lot of the what i would call palate cleansers on quest not a whole lot of these types of games so uh definitely if this is a good one if it actually is a good game 20 bucks a small price to pay. Yeah. All right. And moving on, the next one we already kind of talked about on PlayStation VR. These good people finally got to experience Shadow Legend VR. And, uh, you know, whenever I talk to these aspiring game developers' roots, and they're always developing their games for Steam normally, but they always have this like aspiration that one day they might be able to go to PlayStation VR, and I always tell them the same thing. You know, not only are there three times as many PSVR headsets, but that community, if you manage to make it through the quality and actually make it onto the Sony store, uh, you're going to get 10 times the appreciation from the PlayStation VR community than you ever would with the PC people. And uh, we're seeing that with Shadow Legend, right? Yeah, it almost makes me think those those darn uh nasty pc vr people are uh spoiled um well, that's me actually uh but no I, yeah this game um i said it earlier it just felt so good like even just the beginning when i was climbing ladders and i was swinging across the 
the chandeliers and just all the different stuff. I It was the first game that I thought, oh my God, this game feels amazing. Um, it was an eye-opener for me. And uh, to see it on the P- our PlayStation VR is, is just phenomenal because I don't think they have a really good dungeon crawler kind of game aside from Skyrim, obviously. But uh, this was from the, the ground up. This did something for me that Skyrim didn't do. And um, it actually made me feel like I was in the world and interacting with everything. Um, I even got to feed a, a horse a carrot, Wes. Like, that was like the highlight <laughs> of my week. And uh, this was just really good game. And um, and they get to see the, the finished version, right? We had to put up with them adding different stuff and changing the boss and all the different stuff that the PlayStation VR are going to get the, um, or they did get the final finished version, which is cool. Well, well, that's the cool thing about, uh, you know, Sony and their stringent quality process is you kind of have to have something good if you're going to make it onto that store, at least a complete game in most cases. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, cont- a lot of content was added and a lot of things tweaked uh, for the PlayStation version. And those those tweaks have come over to the PC version, but I think that, in most cases, the PC people haven't really gone back in to check it out. But uh, I think, you know, this could just be my own speculation, and I might be wrong. But I think that all this extra content and all this extra polish, we probably wouldn't be getting that on PC if it weren't for the fact that they were developing this for PlayStation. Yeah, it's just another example how um, each platform helps out each other. You know, everybody wants to trash the other platform but you know we all need each other right um i mean let's be honest and and the fact that they that they got this upgraded version of this pc game to play on that and it's not even real vr i mean that's an amazing (laughs) feat in itself right oh man i just you know that blows me away and uh you know we we've referenced a couple times but you know there's some people in the community that think that playstation vr is not real and i i i disagree i feel like it has every aspect of real vr that you need um it's just missing some of the the be- things that make it even better but it's coming yeah yeah i hear this stuff from uh, a few different people uh the funny thing is is uh a lot more opinions about playstation vr than there are people who actually have played playstation vr uh not everyone i mean there there obviously are a few people who played it and are critical but again a lot more opinions than we have actual people who have the headset. So yeah, it's kind of like Pimax, you know. But I'll trust everybody's <laughs> exactly. opinion about that. I'm staying the hell away. Oh, that's a different ex- episode, Roots. Oh, I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying hard not to take the bait to go back down that road <laughs> because Pimax keeps shooting themselves in the foot, man. Don't they? Yeah, and what's funny is like literally. If anybody wants Pimax to put out a good headset, you've told me you're looking for the right one. And it's just like they said, you said, you see something and then they shoot themselves in the foot and you're like, what are they doing? Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's incredible to me. Well, that's a different episode, Roots. Let's move on and talk about another recent Oculus Quest release, Roots. Uh, Tell us about this game. What's it called? Uh, Autica? Yeah, this Trashtica is what Phil Yarn likes to call it. Which uh, is funny, you know, the first time I heard him say that like a, a bunch of times in alt space, he was joking around. 
And somebody finally said, you're not joking. You keep saying it. And he's like, oh, I just said it because I don't have it yet. You know, I love me some fill yarn. But uh, no, man, I, you know, this is one of the games that I, I just, it blows me away every time people um, try to pretend that they, they know that this is better than Beat Saber, but they've never tried it. Um, it is not uh, even close, man. This game, I get it because if you only play in the early levels where it's the the, the beginner levels, it's just really easy. And then you jump to the next and it starts to get fucking hard. And people are like, in between, they get screwed, they get stuck. But uh, um, I just fell back in love with this again the other night because I was going back into uh, to address someone. Someone, I heard that there was some, some pop star uh, people trying to get close to my pop star record. So I had to go in there and, and bump it up a little bit. But man, this game is amazing. And to see it on Quest and as good as it, um, I've heard it looks on Quest, uh, I can't wait to try it on Quest eventually. Yeah, just a great game on all platforms. You know, uh, Oculus Quest players get to play this tetherless now. Freedom, full freedom of movement, and you kind of need it in this game, right? With the 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 uh, targets come from all directions. Yeah, I would imagine it's amazing. The only thing I want to do more than play this tetherless would be play it with a wider field of view. Um, but uh, I don't think that there's anything that's like this on. Uh, well, I guess you know. I, I made a comment in Reddit earlier today that uh, this game was like a, a the baby of Pistol Whip and um, Beat Saber. It's a, but but Roots, how how's that possible? Yeah. <laughs> Pistol Whip was born after Autica. Yeah, Autica is, it came before. Yeah, that, that was literally someone's comment. They were like, "No, man, you can't, <laughs> you can't." They came before it, and I and I just said, you know, that memes would confuse this person because. That's the way I look at it is like I, I there's it's a joke and or a analogy, you know, um, but it really you got pistol whip and beat saber. It brought them both together. And uh, this game is is amazing. And uh, yeah, it's definitely it worth picking up. It's an amazing game. It's an amazing on every platform. Uh, tremendous uh, support from the developer. They're constantly improving and adding to it. Uh, even just this last week, the uh, the PC versions got the. Uh, the the songs from the psvr version you know there were those psvr exclusive songs mm. that came when it launched on playstation well now for as a free update uh those songs are available uh on the pc version as well oh, nice yeah no i um i can't think of a better game that uh and i i believe her harmonics um nailed this and more people need to uh to figure out how good it is because it's lived in the shadow of beat saber for so long and you know, that's like Mario living in the, the shadow of like some shallow platformer game. Like Mario lives in the shadow of Lucky's Dale. Like, no, man, it's <laughs> fucking Mario, dude. Uh, that's how I feel about it anyway. We got Attica and then Beat Saber, which is somewhere below it. Um, still good game. It's just not as good. You know what the cool thing about Attica is coming to Quest as well. Uh, cross by enabled. So... Roots doesn't have to buy this. When he gets his quest, Otic is going to be on there on day one. No down payment required. So I just need to buy it on PlayStation because I already own it on Rift and on Steam. So uh, just to have it on every every platform. So Yeah. So <laughs> Roots, the... Uh, the president of the Autica fan club. Yeah, no, this is my uh, this is one of my favorites of 2019. I would say top five easy. 
And uh, and Roots isn't only the president, but he's also a client. Yeah, no, that's what I need. The hair club for men is what I need to be a client of. I don't believe in that <laughs> shit, Wes, man. I don't think that stuff really works. Um, you can be no, a it's a scam. Yeah, it's it's scam. uh it's playing on people's insecurities for profit. I like being bald. I like it. Um, you should. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like most bald people just. Well, no, not most, but just as many people who are naturally bald shave their heads so that they can be bald. I mean, it's not like it's a bad look I'll, or anything. I'll tell you what, though, Wes. One time I was standing in a convenience store behind somebody, and he was thick shaved like I am, and he looked normal, and he turned, and I thought, oh, God, he does not have the head to have a shaved head. Like, certain people have weird <laughs> head shapes. Like, I, I thank God every day that at least my head is normal. Um, I think it's normal. And, but this guy had the weirdest, like sometimes your hair hides it, and uh, it was not hiding it for this guy was. <laughs> the guy got dropped on his head yeah, as he was, something uh, happened. when he was a baby. Yeah, yeah, that was way yeah. off topic, but uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally get it. <laughs> All right, Roots, uh, I think it's going to wrap us up for January, right? Or is there something that we're leaving out yeah, here? Something... I think there's one crappy game. You know, we saved the worst for last, I think. At least people have been saying it. Not crappy, but it's repetitive after nine or ten hours yeah. of playing it straight in one week. Um, but, uh, yeah, now there's one more you forgot off that list. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me see here. We got uh, 2MD Football, Doctor Who, Shadow Legends, Otica. and Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Silly me, how could I forget The Walking Dead, Saints, and Sinners? It's only like the best friggin' game I've ever played, Roots. Um, when we get finished here, I think I'm going to go play some Walking Dead. Yeah, and that's one of the things I was looking forward to, actually, because, you know, I was joking about it, but I am halfway serious about people, you know, saying they get burnt out on the game. And it's like, uh, you know, and I made the a little bit of analogy earlier like i you know i love chocolate cake but if i ate it straight and that's all i ate for a week i'm probably going to get sick of it so i try to distance myself i'll play different games or i even will take a break off or two so it's been a few days since i've been in and i really am actually jonesing to play um because i haven't played for a couple of days so it's going to be refreshed and new and uh um that's what i recommend from people you know change it up so. yeah for sure go into the wave you know yeah Go in there and find the the what's it called the bubbleizer that makes bubbles or uh, I don't know that there's all those sorts balls. of different cool toys in there. Yeah, it was some weird yeah. weird stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, totally different than this. Something to get your mind off the zombie apocalypse because you don't want to get burned out. And with that said, roots, uh, most of my meals lately have been chocolate cake. And uh, it's still still good, delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's still been delicious. Everybody. Yeah, no, this is it is hands down one of the best games I've played in VR, um, just because it has everything in it. Um, I would make the case that um, Asgard's Wrath had too much. You know, like I got halfway through the game and I was about done. Um, not that the rest of the game wasn't ex amazing. It's just too much for me anyway. Um, and I think this was was right on par with the perfect amount of time and i don't think i've played a game in vr that had better acting um than this one it's just really good and uh, they clearly spent a lot of money it wasn't like anthony always says someone's wife or 
sister or somebody or brother that's in the vit, you know, game. Um, these were, were legit actors and you could tell. So, yeah, definitely really good. Uh, it's hard, it's hard to criticize anything about this game. It's just, uh, so well done in every aspect. The, the few complaints that people had about it, the, the developers set straight away to fixing them in uh, just a phenomenal game. Uh, that we have raved about since its release, and we will continue to rave about, I'm quite confident, at least for a few more weeks until something else pops up out of the blue and takes our attention. Yeah, well, another month, and we'll be in uh, Alexville, so, or a month and a half. Well, that's kind of odd, isn't it, that we don't have a date on that one yet? It's still just March, the month. For some reason, I could have sworn they said the twentieth at some point. I, I that sticks in my mind, and and now I feel like it's a, uh, um, uh, what's it called, a Mandela effect, and like maybe somehow it <laughs> that doesn't exist or something because I can't find that date anywhere. But I see it in my mind. Either that, or I'm psychic, Wes, and we need to start a psychic hotline, VR style. It'll make some money. Well, I at least uh, am holding out hope that it comes on March 1st. Okay. Like at midnight, as soon as it ticks over to March 1st, just out of nowhere, the new Half-Life drops. Man, we're close then, dude. Uh, we better get on the Half-Life too. That's the shit, man. Shit, I'm, I guess so, yeah, right? I'm, Time is ticking. You know, as much as I would like to go do that, I don't think it's going to happen because uh, I just started uh really getting into um i'm preparing to to start on grand theft auto yeah, 5 that's what i say fuck and, i say do that fuck the other idea um and between between what uh saints and sinners and uh, grand theft auto 5 and the wave that's pretty much going to take my time up uh at least for the next week yeah grand theft auto such a good game such a good story yeah, and so I mean, so much to do in that game. I mean, that that literally is a endless game. You could play forever, right? Yeah, yeah, even if you just didn't do any missions and you just drove around and you messed with people and you went into convenience stores and robbed them and just did all sorts of stuff, you could completely ignore everything and just run around and do do stuff. You know, even going to the strip club, you can go check out the strip strip club. So. Well, I uh, think I will. Yeah. Thanks for the offer. Yeah. Or, or one last thing: go to the beach and you can pick up a, a prostitute. You got to do it early morning, though. I'm not recommending <laughs> yeah. it, but you know. So. Yeah, you, that's when the that's when the clean working ladies are out. Those those nighttime whores are just filthy. Yeah, you got to go early morning. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Uh, you know, normally we line up the top five and pick the game of the month. We're not even going to pretend like there's any other choice for game of the month here. Uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners PCVR game of the month. I'm going to go ahead and say Autica was the Quest game of the month, and Shadow Legend VR was the PlayStation VR game of the month. Do you have any uh, objections to anything I just said? No, those are perfect. Those are all amazing but, games for each platform, right? Each platform got an amazing game. Um, you know, right. When I say the game of the month, I mean, that's the game that came out this month. Yeah. <laughs> it's the game of the month. The one that came out. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God we're getting, we're going to start getting away from that pretty soon. 
month or two. Yeah, it's not going to take long. You're going to see the, um, uh, you know, Half-Life come out in March, and then uh, April is going to bring the uh, Facebook conference. We're going to get back on the hardware for uh, for a few days, and then uh, the excitement level is going to grow, and then we're going to start getting game announcements. So, Lone Echo 2 uh, also supposed to come out in that Windows. I mean, there's a lot of... A lot of Q2 games. I got to play uh, Lone Echo 1. I need to actually just sit down and like do something more than grope Olivia and, and float around it. <laughs> Can you do it? Though? I don't That's know, man, because it's just so <laughs> fun to like grab onto even the shoulder. Let's not even be creepy, but just to have somebody drag you around when they don't want to. Because um, that's the fun is she's like constantly slapping your hand away and and getting all upset and uh, I don't know it just eggs me. No up. means no, Roots. <laughs> no means no. Yeah, it does actually, but uh, in the real world. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's talk about February, Roots. Um, you know, as grim as January was in that list we just read down, when you look ahead into February. <laughs> tumbleweeds roots yeah. now with that said you know how many times have we been here in this situation we've always say the same thing there's going to be games that come out just out of nowhere it always happens and i would be shocked if that weren't the case in february as well yeah because if you think about it like if you're a developer that's what i'd be looking for is like i'm looking for the lull like oh fuck there's nothing coming out in february let's do a surprise release everybody raves or you could take the opposite effect and you can drop something um right at the same time as asgard's effect like we were talking about um an indie game i won't mention what it was but we were like man that was the worst time to drop a game at ever and it was like it just disappeared into nothing um dev's still trying to get people to to pay attention to the game and it's like one of those things that you know, if you're the release is it, man. Um, and and then you know they play games. You know, we've we've theorized why they do it, but it's really to get more releases. You know, I'm gonna do a uh, early access, and then I'm good. Then I'm gonna release it into, you know, and so I get to talk about it twice. Um, but really, there's that one shot, and if you don't get it, you're screwed. So. Yeah, uh, down the rabbit hole, or uh, undead citadel. Or the Wizards Dark Times, or the Walking Dead Onslaught, or Tarzan VR. Imagine if any one of those games were to just show up next week. Um, it would be pretty much 100% VR press coverage, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, especially Onslaught, dude. It would be like a whole, probably would be a good thing to have it jump back out and pop up um, if it's good. But yeah, man, all of them, I think it would be, it's a really good time for something that nobody is expecting to pop out. You know, I, th I theorize that's why West, well, Westworld did, did well because it's so good, but it also did well because it just came out of nowhere and nobody knew. And it was like, wow, this is so good for not even knowing it was out there. Yeah, so. I'm going to go ahead and, um, I'm going to go ahead and predict that we will see The Walking Dead Onslaught come out in February because my, my reasoning here is I think that the reason they delayed was so that they can coincide their launch with the uh, mid-season premiere of the actual Walking Dead television show. And they're going to get free advertisement. Walking Dead's going to be hot 
uh, during the second half of February. So I imagine toward the end of February, early March, uh, we're going to get the walking. You're saying I'm going to be playing onslaught in the next couple weeks. Oh my God, that this better come true or else I'm going to blame Wes. Um, but no, that I think your logic, um, just everything, it, it lines up and it would be an amazing game to come out. And, uh, you know, even when onslaught was going to come out before, um, we questioned it coming out, but it wasn't going to be by itself. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe it's going to come out in a time when nothing is out and it's the perfect timing lines up with the, uh, um, the show. And like you've said before to me, uh, you know, they've got some pull with AMC, right? So maybe they could say, Hey, you know, let's, uh, let's get this, um, uh, coincide it together. Right. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's AMC's commission, the game, they get a cut of the the revenue. So obviously they're going to want to push it. Right. It may have even been AMC's call to delay the game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm excited all over, I guess. Again, Wes, we're going to have another walking dead. Now, let me ask you this, say it dropped tomorrow. What do you do? Like, do you finish saints and sinners or do you, because there's a lot of purists that'd be like, I can't, I got to finish this one before I start the other one. I'm like, I don't even know Saints and Sinners what. I'm already in an onslaught um, just because I like new. So Yeah, if it were um, a, a very detailed gameplay concept and a, you know, a, a complex story-driven game, I might would wait. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is onslaught's going to be a completely different type of game than what Saints and Sinners is. It's the only thing they're going to have in common is The Walking Dead, mm. and uh, besides that, the gameplay completely different. Uh, I feel like uh, Onslaught's going to be more of a a palate cleanser, mindless fun type game, whereas this one's a bit of a thinker. So uh, I think that you can 100% play these games at the exact same period of time and uh it wouldn't create any kind of conflict whatsoever i feel like onslaught's gonna be more visceral in a way like more uh maiming and and stuff because like this game you can kill and you can chop off and stuff but like you got a katana you got you know you got uh sean's thing you know she's gonna she slices people up like nothing can you imagine doing that in vr i don't know man i'm I'm getting psyched for the onslaught and you know before they both came out i thought man saints and sinners is gonna hand down gonna be that much better and now i i think onslaught's gonna be like you said it's gonna be just as good but different and uh, i'm excited yeah progressive dismemberment they call it oh nice their uh their melee uh system that they've built support supposedly uh, a fairly unique concept the way they've gone about it and by all accounts that's accurate i want to collect the ears zombie ears is that weird no daryl did it yeah. so yeah i want to do it uh, man can i do it put a necklace on that'd be cool that sounds sounds like a good pre-order bonus to me so uh <laughs> you guys yeah. get on it yeah well you get it though man you might not get it like the backpack it'd be off. Uh, if it's 150 dollars, i definitely won't get it unless it's like actual real ears well i want real zombie ears for 150 dollars, but i don't know how to get them so well that's the yeah. question right that's why they get paid the big bucks yeah that's right anyway let's get on to this weirdness that is uh february confirmed releases and i gotta think that the first one that i put on the list here probably the weirdest of them all right yeah, yeah, it made, it made me think of um, 
of Johnny Depp, ironically. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. it's weird. Yeah, we're talking about a game that goes by the title Bizarre Barber. Uh, this game is scheduled to come out this month, February 2020, from Synesthetic Echo is the developer. Mm. Uh, so Roots, this game kind of plays like a rhythm game, but it's not a rhythm game. You, it's kind of a, uh, you stand stationary, things fly towards you, mm. animals and such, and you're going to try to cut their hair, Roots. Oh, wow. Uh, what an original concept. What if I, right? what if I mess it up? I don't want to scalp anybody. It does <laughs> not, it looks, it looks different, man. I'll tell you what, I, I de guarantee, you know, I always... You know, and I know it's probably different in uh, in some of these indie VR games, but I always think of the pitch room, you know, a, a group of people <laughs> pitching this to somebody, and they're like, you want to do what? Um, but it looks like it could be unique, right? Very colorful, um, you know. Uh, it certainly does look unique and colorful, and that's, that's the beauty of Steam. You don't have to have that pitch meeting. So yeah. we get games like this. Well, that said they put the rad in radiation, so I, I totally believe them. <laughs> And uh, um, I don't know. Maybe this will be like the next Tornuffalo, and we, you know, <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be one of those games as a hidden gem that you're just like, I don't know, man. Um, but the real news, <laughs> the real news is that there's no games that this is making the list. <laughs> this is a yeah, bizarre right? barber. Um, but no, nah, this is definitely different. So I'll leave it at that because I haven't played. Well. It. well I will say that visually, while simplistic, it does look good. I mean, it doesn't look like it's super jank or anything. Uh, it looks fairly smooth and fairly good-looking uh, game for an indie game. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Bizarre Barber is a surreal, fun, and fast-moving haircutting game set on a subway platform because, Roots, if you're going to get your hair cut, <laughs> you're going to go to the subway Just platform. Just stick your right? head out the window and hope the guy with the crazy scissors doesn't fuck up your hair yeah that sounds good right yeah yeah that's uh, i mean it makes sense to me right uh seven unique worlds 14 challenging levels roots five scissor boosters including sword hands oh wow dude sword hands and now you had me um <laughs> they got some good stuff right you said it says flaming mushrooms and flying rats um, drunk birds roots drunk birds yeah so i'd like to see what the difference is between the two birds um the drunken one <laughs> and the non-drunken one the drunken one is the one that flies right into your scissors um that's weird i don't know it looks like some of these people had like messed up eyes and stuff did you like in the previous one you jabbed him or something he had a patch over his eyes <laughs> i don't know i know it doesn't seem safe to be doing somebody's um hair at such a high pace of speed but yeah i know right but what are you going to do you got to get a haircut some way you don't have time to stop uh, on the way to work so just stick your head out the window and let the bizarre barber do their business uh roots brand new game pitch okay you're the publisher i'm the developer drunken bird fight Oh, a drunken bird fight. Oh, hey. Yeah. So you're a bird and you're fighting as a drunk and, and you're drunk? No, you're drunk and you're fighting birds. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, man. That, <laughs> yeah, that sounds bizarre for sure, man. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of how, uh, 
I don't know, man. I you could make this multiplayer. You know, that's that's the key. That's I guess. Mm. Oh yeah, I guess. Well, honestly, Roots, uh, this one looks like it has Viveport written all over it. I but, think so. Uh, as far as the February releases go, this is one of the higher profile ones. So go figure. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, one thing that bought baffles me before we move on to the next gem, um, is that there's <laughs> there's no date for this. Okay, like it's February. They they kept it February. ambiguous because you know, like just in case there's any bugs they need to work out. Or well, I was just I was just thinking bugs. that it was that it would be February twentieth, but uh, that could just be my ESP kicking in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's February twentieth as well. Um, that, yeah, that's uh, I don't know, man. It just it's weird. Um, and uh, exciting times to see, um, these games coming in. It's such a time as it looks this. like a it looks like a side quest game, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like a. I mean, it it just looks bizarre, and I don't even know. Maybe it will end up being a side quest. Will this make it the quest? That's the question, because I don't think that, that this... Is. If this makes it to Quest, then I really am questioning what they're doing um, for sure. Oh, brother, I could go on and on about that, because they did pick up one from SideQuest. And, and it was not good. I, I don't <laughs> see it, Roots. You know what's funny is um, we'll get people commenting and we'll con- say... They'll, they'll, they're going to say that it's not nice to joke about this game. And, like, we got to... I have to laugh somehow, man and you know <laughs> like it, it exists it's it's in my it's in my wheelhouse i can't help it so but yeah yeah i get you anyway speaking of laughing uh let's talk about throw anything uh i bet you can't guess what you're gonna do in this game roots <laughs> am i gonna throw in some stuff anything probably right anything you can throw anything that's the whole hook of this game now here's the thing about this that and the reason i put it on the list uh this game actually has been out on pcvr for two years now uh this has been uh people in playstation vr have been waiting for this game mm. like actual people when they first showed this people to our this game to the PSVR community, this was actually an anticipated release. People wanted to play it. Mm. That's how long it's been since we've been waiting on this game. Uh, but apparently, on February 6th, the long two-year wait is over. We're finally getting Throw Anything on PlayStation VR. Well, you know what's funny is, like, because there is such a lack of games, I guarantee it'll probably will do well. And like you said, the, uh, the PlayStation VR community is is such a good community they they really do stand behind it you know as long as the game is just not garbage they'll support it and uh it looks like this actually has some some um fun pl- uh gameplay to it i assume it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier right is your well that's what it is it's a zombie apocalypse game you're at the top of a high rise you have to keep from getting overtaken and the way you do that is you grab anything mm. And you throw it. It's kind of like an arcade game, to be honest, like a, an old school retro uh, concept, but in VR. Yeah, that's what so I, I like those kind of games. And we kind of forget about uh, arcade games in general. You know, we didn't go to an arcade game to play it from the beginning to end 20 hour, you know, missions or whatever stories. We, we went and played for hours first at a time with our friends or whatever. And there's, there's something to be said about those type of games that you jump into and you just 
do what the game is designed and it's fun um we've kind of you know we've kind of gotten away from that a lot of times games you know have to have a mission you have to be able to to have a story to it and sometimes you don't uh you know i don't know it looks like this would be interesting to to check out uh, i wonder if main fan owns this on steam i would almost bet money he does like i, I don't know dude i i i would say if i had to take a poll on everybody that's ever bought games on steam justin's like number two with the game scene <laughs> maybe not but he owns a shitload of games i'll tell you yeah he does and i wouldn't be the least bit surprised if this were in his library no because he likes to try games he's like me i like i buy everything or i try to i want to try everything even if it's you know cutting people's hair and weird subway trains i want to at least check it out and then i can tell you it sucks so. uh, another one that i absolutely could see on uh oculus quest at some point right yeah yeah this would be really good actually and uh imagine it'd be kind of cool to be able to move around i don't know how much you're limited um but those zombies man i don't want them getting up here either and he just threw a little girl off the edge at that zombie that's not very nice hey dude anything is anything. oh that's right throw anything right <laughs> right yeah. so like the holy grail you could throw out there oh uh, you could just whatever you could throw babies you could grab babies and throw them you could throw my mom yeah <laughs> Don't do that, bro. Put her back on the street. <laughs> yeah. <like> no. <laughs> that. All right. Uh, covert VR. Uh, this was an interesting one, Roots. This one comes to us from White Elk Studios. Um, this is the team that brought us Eclipse that we talked about earlier. Uh, so this game has a similar story. This was a, a, an Oculus go game and uh, now it's getting ported over but instead of coming to all platforms like eclipse this one coming uh specifically to playstation vr mm. and the whole hook here is this is couch co-op offering asymmetrical co-op gameplay as you try to hack your way in to like um uh like safes and vaults and things like that. It's a, a co-op thief simulator. And uh, you, you kind of have to have some... It's not a single-player game. You have to have someone playing with you on the couch. But if they can't play with you on the couch, in your house with you, uh, there's a mobile app that they can go on to and play with you that way. So, so you can, pretty cool. So you can play with people that you don't even know as well? Or do they have to be... Or do you know... Now, I'm not sure if there's open matchmaking or not. Okay. I have no idea. And what a good idea, though, for PlayStation VR, right? But I, I don't know, man. I would have a big problem because, like, if you and I were sitting there, I want to be the fucking thief, dude. I don't want to be, you know, phone dude telling you unlocking shit. I want to be in there crawling through the, you know, the, the stuff, I, you know. But um, what a unique idea. I think that's a pretty good idea for a game. Well, what if... But the... But for people out there who have children who can't be in VR all the time, perfect, right? Now they can play VR with daddy and uh, without having to put on the headset. How old is said kid? Because if, uh, if oh, that kid fucks up, enough. I'm going to be pissed, dude. You better get me. <laughs> Don't fuck that safe up. You know, you're yelling at him and shit. Uh, probably not a good yeah. idea. But no, I think that'd be really cool, actually. Because like you said, um, you know, especially with the kids the age um, yours are, 
they everything they want to do everything with you they just want to spend time and hang out with you when they get to be my kids age um it's pulling teeth to get them to even come over and hang out so right right so yeah so basically uh you know we've said many times how perfect carly and the reaper man is for playstation vr uh this game exactly the same for exactly the same reasons and it looks like there's a high level of replayability here uh, I'd be interested. I'm going to be interested to see what the uh, PlayStation community says about this one because it looks pretty, like a pretty cool concept. Yeah, it says what six hours long. That's pretty good. Yeah, six hour campaign. Did they um, say how much it was going to cost, or probably not yet, huh? No, most of these games I don't have prices for. Okay, not these the new February ones. releases. Okay, yeah, they're keeping it. I can't. Keep it I can't imagine it would cost very much. Yeah, ten, fifteen bucks maybe. I don't know. It looks for six hours, man. Especially something you can play with your friend. Uh, there's not too many games that are co-op um, in VR, out of VR that actually work. There's some that that exist that suck. So yeah, yeah. Again, I'd be very interested to see. Obviously, a talented team there at uh, White Elk Studios. So uh, uh, yeah, my interest is peaked and and while we're on the subject of playstation uh, i kind of debated about whether or not i should put this next one in here roots but at the end of the day it has the potential to make a huge impact on vr and i'm talking about dreams uh yes folks finally after years of waiting on february 14th dreams is launching on playstation 4. the caveat being is that even though they promised VR support at launch, there is going to be no VR support at launch. Mm. So, uh, bummer, right? Yeah, it makes you wonder how long, how far back it's going to get pushed as well. Because um, we've well, said... We, I would imagine it's probably going to be PlayStation 5. That would be my Well, guess. yeah, because we've said it before. We said it was very ambitious, that we didn't think that we couldn't see how they could do it. And uh, I still don't see how they can do it outside of different hardware um so what better way than to drag it out long enough to where you can release it and then have a lull and then re-release it or at least the vr portion when the ps5 comes out well that's kind of the whole thing here is that uh you know it's hard enough on playstation 4 to get a frame rate that's good enough to, to to run a vr game without like discomfort for the player and uh, there are professional game developers that struggle to to get their games to uh to to run at a a, a good enough frame rate and now you're going to put a game or a, an engine like dreams in the hands of a total amateur and expect them to come out with something that'll run on a, a seven-year-old machine mm. i don't think so man nah. so did they say that they're like you were hoping there was going to be a campaign or something or something in vr with it or there's nothing completely right nothing at launch uh, you know you would you would think that at least they would be able to deliver that on playstation 4 so yeah i think that that you're right we could actually get the uh the story campaign available in vr by, before the end of the year but as far as like the creator tools all the stuff that people associate with dreams uh, I don't think there's any way that runs on PS4 or, or PS4 VR. Yeah, what a bummer. But you know, 
this is a highly anticipated release, even if it is just flat. So uh, definitely big news that this is coming out in just a couple of weeks' time. Well, at least you're going to get to check it out. You own it, so I'm I'm kind of curious. Now, what did you you said the price is going up, right? Once it drops, or no? Well, that was the the implication. I don't really know, honestly, uh -huh. if it, if they're going to raise the price on it or not. Okay, I was curious if I should run out and buy it. I don't know. Probably not. All right, Roots, two more to go on our list of February releases, and uh, I actually saved the good ones for last. I actually got two good ones here that we know are coming in February and that I'm actually looking forward to playing. So the first of those being Silicon Rising. Uh, this is a cyberpunk uh, first-person shooter game that we covered on the Virtual Strangers channel just a few weeks ago. Uh, an interesting take on it, Roots, it looks like a... A bit of an arcade style shooter but some uh, interesting caveats and uh, ways that you interact with this world uh, compared to your standard VR game it just looks different I'm kind of interested to see how the car driving works and um, I don't know man everything about it just looks different uh, part of me is worried that it might be somewhat of a wave shooter but uh, um, it all depends on how it all comes out, and then uh, hopefully there's a good story behind it as well. So yeah, obviously we don't uh, we don't want it, games we don't want any more wave shooters. But that said, even if it were, which I hope it's not, but even if it were, that doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sick of wave shooters just like the next guy, but uh, there is the chance that it could be the best wave shooter there ever was. Yeah, you know what I it mean? It could be. Yeah, and if it is, then uh, the devs send us a copy, and we'll tell everybody. Cook, crook, cooker games or whatever. How do you pronounce that? Cooker, cooker game, cooker games, cooker yeah. game. Um, but uh, the devs have said that this game isn't all about the shooting. That there's a lot of other stuff going on as well. So uh, I'm hopeful that it isn't just going to be a wave shooting. Yeah, the, the world looks amazing. I'm just alone to see the world would be pretty, pretty cool, right? Yeah, well, that's the cool thing about VR. Even if the game sucks, uh, a lot of the times you do get to visit these awesome-looking worlds. Yeah. So there is some consolation in it, right? Yep. All right, Roots, and for the last game on our list here, this is one that gets, you know, I want to play it more every time that I see it. They keep showing us a little bit more, a little bit more, and a little bit more, and the more intrigued... Uh, I get every time I see it. And I'm talking about separation coming to PSVR. Uh, we talked about this one recently as well, Roots. They said they were aiming for a mid-February release. We now know that separation is coming on February 25th. So uh, here it is, Roots. Another, uh, at least on my, in my opinion, highly anticipated VR release for February. That looks pretty good. You know, it makes, I wonder if they... Um were upset about iron man delaying a couple months or if they were like yeah dude like yes <laughs> because that's like that's the best thing that could happen to any playstation vr game right in that time frame is like it's nowhere near you and there's really not anything else coming out so yeah i think it looks good i kind of psyched to see what it's all about and uh, is there like uh is this like more of a story or or do you know yeah, it has. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a an enigma. We really don't know exactly how it's going to work. It is to some extent story driven, uh, but it's very much 
uh, isolation. You're alone in this mm -hmm. world. You're trying to find your way through it. And as you do so, a story kind of unfolds before you. Um, but I, I really wouldn't expect to see any kind of NPCs in this game or anything like that. More of a journey yeah. uh, uh, and an experience. Kind of, uh, dare I say, a bit of a walking sim. That's what sim. I was just about to say. It looks kind of like a walking sim. But like you've said before, like a good walking sim, if you have a good world, a good um, environment, it can be amazing. And then the cost as well. Um, you know, it's seldom trodden. The path is long forgotten. Hey, I like that. Forgotten. Uh, and it rhymes even. Um, so maybe it's a puzzle game as well. Who knows? Seek illumination roots. Man, I, I think it said seek Illuminati because it was hidden behind your screen. Well, maybe this is, maybe <laughs> that's what you're doing here. Maybe this is the yeah. path to enlightenment. Yeah, maybe this is how we become famous right here at this game. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. That's a thousand scrut, a thousand subs next week, Roots, because we're going to be illuminated by separation. Well, I'm illuminating it, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, intriguing this game. I didn't think much of it the first time I saw it. Then the next time I saw it, I saw a little more, and I thought, you know what, it might not be so bad. And then the next time I saw it, I was like, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to checking out this world. And now I'm legitimately like, yeah. I want to go on this journey of epic desolation. Yeah, I want uh, Edge of Nowhere 2. That's the name of that game, right? Now, that was so good. I would very much love Edge of Nowhere 2. You know what the cool thing about Edge of Nowhere 2 is? Mm. If we get an Edge of Nowhere 2, PSVR exclusive. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, man. I, I, that's one of the things I'm kind of psyched to see with PlayStation 5 is like which games from Insomniac is going to come out to PlayStation, right? Because... I've had arguments with people about Stormland and it is never going and they say it, it, it can't and I'm saying I don't know the agreement to their thing it could maybe you know I don't know well, we we could get some uh, answers to these questions in the next week roots because uh, PSVR Frank has a new channel and a new show called the game show oh, nice and on the on the second episode of the game show next week, he's uh, going to interview a couple of the guys in Insomniac. Ah, you so. should throw some questions at him. Um, already, already done. Uh, nice. Well, you know, that's kind of exciting. You know, I, I heard that out earlier today that uh, that he had a new show, and I was kind of psyched because um, I was bummed when he um, left his old one to, to move on to doing what he does in, in gaming. And uh, so it's kind of exciting to see him come back on the scene. So. Yeah, I agree. We all kind of miss Frank here in the PSVR community. And uh, even though his new show isn't uh, 100% VR, he does uh, give some flat gaming news at the top of the show. Uh, it seemed very VR-centric to me, and I enjoyed it. Overall, it was a, it was a good show, and I, I think shows like that can serve a very important purpose by uh, attracting non VR viewers into his show and then letting these guys see some of the VR games and some of the better stuff we have to offer. It needs to happen, Wes. Like if you think about it, everybody's trying to do everything separate. There needs to be something to bridge the gap. Um, you know, shows that do both. And uh especially with um the bigger people in the industry. And uh so I'm kinda psyched to see what his show can do. You know, bring people on both sides together. Let us know that we're not all evil. We love each other. 
both sides together, dogs and cats mm-hmm. living in harmony, yeah. pandemonium, That's right. mass hysteria. All right, let's uh, go wrap us up. Root separation being the final title on our list of otherwise unimpressive February confirmed releases. Uh, what do you think? Did we leave something out? Is that awesome Tornuffalo 2 coming this month and we just don't know about it? Be sure to let us know in the comments down below or click that invite link down in the description and join us on our Discord and tell us to our virtual face, man. <laughs> anyway, if you like the video, be sure to thumbs up. For those of you new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe and click the notification bell to stay up with all of our content here on the Virtual Strangers channel. With that said, friends, we'd like to thank you for watching. And for Roots, I'm Wes. We'll see you tomorrow, friends. Bye-bye. Take it easy.